We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Because three things happen that I love. I love March Madness basketball. I love the Masters golf tournament. How many of you like golf? Okay. And I love my birthday this time of the year. So three great things. So I love this time of the year. So I want to, I've never done a series like this. So I want to do it today called the March to Madness. Because in Oklahoma, you have this word called bedlam. How many of you know what bedlam is? Anybody in the house, OSU fans, let me hear you loud. Anybody in the house, OU fans? So OSU fans go, go Pokes! OU fans! Come on. I think we have a divided house. I think everybody OSU sits over here. It's just a subliminal message. And all OU fans are over here. It's what it sounds like to me. So it has a, a bedlam effect. I spend most of my life in Texas. Hook them horns. I'm in the enemy territory. But there's a thing called the Red River Rivalry. How many know what the Red River Rivalry is? Yeah. And so there is a competition, there is a rivalry. And I found that in uh, the word bedlam, there's a lot of synonyms for it. Like pandemonium, right? Commotion. There's a big commotion going on. How about the word mayhem? Yeah. How about the word confusion? That happens a lot when there's a bedlam effect. How about the word turmoil? Have you been to Bedlam games? We had one just this last weekend. OSU Oklahoma basketball Bedlam. And all the OSU fans said, go Pokes. Because this year they beat Oklahoma, right? Wow, that was turmoil. Riots happened. Turbulence happened. Sometimes in the same house. Chaos. There's a big hullabaloo. All these words because... It's that bedlam effect. We have it in basketball, football, all the sports. And I have found that um, in my life, there have been a lot of times that basketball has been something that taught me a lot about God and about life. I play basketball a lot. I love this game. Before I was saved, I played basketball. Before I was saved, I was on a basketball team. That's how early I played basketball. I played mostly in the yard. Anybody play basketball in the yard? It was always me making the shot to win the game, right? And Bardwell wins the game! Yeah. It was always that way. I played, um, I played in parks. We played all these games. I, I played in high school basketball. And man, I loved it. We were the Hornets. And man, before the game, they had the going on, we came out to the sound of the hornets, man. You don't want to get stung by us. And I loved everything about it. I loved all the competition. I loved the camaraderie, the friends that I made. I loved the cheers, right? All the cheers you had. Uh, we'll get into that another Sunday. I loved all of the courts that I played on and the bands and all that stuff. I believe basketball in my life has been one of the greatest things that has helped me learn about life. I love to win, don't you? 
I never played a game starting out going, I want to lose this one. Never did. Whether it's in the park, whether it's in my front yard, whether it's in the, in, the, in the court, on the basketball, in front of the stadium, I never played to lose. After high school, I played a lot of Cedar League basketball. I played some church league basketball. I have been cussed out more in church league basketball than any other sport. I'm telling you. Man, those guys in, in, in church league basketball, they're vicious. They will hit you hard and then pray for you. <laughs> Probably not pray for you, but they would. I mean, it, it's tough. And basketball has taught me a lot in life. It's a lot of fun, but it's not just a sport for me. It's a passion for me. And my wife can tell you, all of my life, and until we moved here, every church we had had a gymnasium. And so when the gym was open, guess where the pastor was? Playing basketball. I love it. I love playing. I love the sport. I love everything about it. I, um, I, uh, marked out some things here today, but I, I love just shooting the hoops, man. Ah! Missed. You know what I found? That there's a lot more air outside of the goal than inside of the goal. There's a lot more chance of it not going in than it is going in. And so I've learned a lot about how life works by playing basketball. I learned this one thing that I know a lot. God is the owner of the basketball team. Okay? God is the owner. And today I want to talk about how that God is the owner. And when God is the owner and you play on his team, guess what? He purchases you. He buys you with a price. You are his. You are no longer your own. And so I found that uh, God gave me a full ride scholarship in life. Anybody in here got a full ride scholarship to college? Raise your hand. Yeah. You sign on the dotted line, right? You sign the, because if you don't, you're crazy. And today I want to tell everybody, God wants you on his team, and if you don't sign on the dotted line, you're crazy, man. God's giving you a free ride scholarship. All debts are paid for. Isn't that awesome? Man, I, I wish I would have left school with no debt. I, had, I left school with a lot of debt. I've got some guys that are going to help me today. Mr. Kobe, Mr. Trayvon, come on up here and, and help me because I, I've got a feeling I'm going to need some rebounders. Come on. Now, I got so much faith in my, in my skills that I need some help today. Ah, man. See? See? Oh, see? That's why I need help. Now, you got to sign on the dotted line. You got to be on the team. And I found that this mark right here, there's a lot of lines on the basketball court. There, there's a baseline. There's sidelines. There's a half court line. And uh, then there's this line. What's this called, guys? Free throw. I want to tell you, when you miss, and this is the actual dimension here, when you miss a free throw, my wife gets so mad. It's a free throw. Why? Because nobody's guarding you. You get to stand here, do nothing, and you shoot the ball. All right. I'm warming up, baby, warming up. And uh, they get to give it back to me. I'm trying this, so I'm saving you on the front rows especially. And so... Uh, Ah, oh, it's, it's a free throw, right? So there is a difference. There's a huge difference between a ball in my hand, a ball in a professional's hand. You know what the difference is? 120 million a year. <laughs> yeah, 
They're making millions, and guess what they do? They will stand here making millions, and they will miss it. I'm sitting here getting paid not very much money, not, not in the millions. I just want you to know, we may have a church jet and stuff, but I don't get paid millions, okay? But even every now and then, oh, come on, I, I need this to go in, guys. Every now and then, even the pastor can make a free throw. And I'm not getting paid millions, but there's a difference. Why don't you try it? See how easy it is. Yeah. You see, there's a difference between having the ball in the hand of a child or this guy was point guard. And point, it's a, come on, tell him, guys. It's a free throw. And this guy's a point guard. Uh, see, just need to warm up. Okay, Trayvon, go ahead, do another. See what you got. Can you make two out of three? Let's see what you got. Come on. Oh, there you go. It's tough. It's tough because everybody's looking at you. Everybody's watching you. And guess what I found in life? Everybody's watching you. Everybody's looking at you. Why? Because it's a free throw. Oh, that's what he, he needs some noise. Come on, come on, come on. Team on. Come on, Trayvon, you got this, baby. You got this. See? See? When people are cheering for you, it's easier to be successful in life. When people are on your side, right, Trayvon? Look at that, man. Skills. Mad skills. When I was younger, I had a game, but as I got older, it went away. And so, these guys are going to learn that it's going to get harder the older you get. I found out life's a lot like that. And basketball has these goals. God gives us goals in life, right? We have goals that we are shooting at in life, trying to make them. And I think that when we play by the rules... Basketball is an awesome thing, right? When you play by the rules, there's lots of rules, right? Like these guys can only stand in this little spot here. How long? Three seconds. If they're on offense, you can only stand here three seconds, and then, boom, the other team gets the ball. There's lots of rules. That's why they have a baseline. Basketball has boundaries. And I hear a lot of people today talking about freedom. You know, we got freedom in Christ. We do have freedom as long as we play by the rules. Basketball has a lot of freedom. They can move around. Watch this, man. Let me get back here where I'm used to shooting from. This, I'm not used to shooting this close. I'm used to shooting back here. Come on! Right here. Sweet spot. That's it. Boom! Lots of rules. When you play by the rules, man. But a lot of people in life don't want to play by the rules. When I was playing pickup games, I'd always have to ask them. i say, so how are we playing? Right? Because there's lots of ways to play on the pickup court. I'd have to ask, are we playing call your own foul? Because if that's the case, it's going to play hard. We, we play call your own foul, make it, take it, play that. Every time you make the shot, you get the ball back. It's yours instead of the other teams. We have uh, things like um, uh, all these rules, make it, take it. We're going to take it back every time there's a change of position so we can get back here and shoot and make it just like that. See, I got some back in the day, man. I was way back here. I was way outside and had that shot right there. Oh! Make it, take it. But there's some people I played games with, they played outside the rules. We set the rules, they play outside. And when you play outside the rules, guess what's going to happen? Bedlam. Yeah. Turmoil. Chaos. And when you and I play outside the rules, you're going to have bedlam in your life. And guess what? There was fights. Lots of fights. You ever have fights on the playground? 
playing ball? You ever fights at school, maybe? You ever fights with another team? Oh, man, I went up for a layup one night, and this guy undercuts me, takes my legs out, I land on my head, boom! I got up, not in a Christian mood. Sometimes the, the, the adversary try to take you out. And so today, hey, why don't you try those shots a little bit more? Today, everybody needs to learn to play the rules, and I found out that God's the owner of the team, and God is the author of authority. Authority. I love the word author in the word authority. God is the author. Everybody has authority in their lives. The moment you are born, you are under authority. You're under authority to uh, your parents. Yeah. You're under authority to your spouse if you get married. You're under authority to all kinds of people. And if you live above authority, you're going to have a downside. If you live below, under authority, you're going to have an upside in life. And the problem is in life, we have to always decide which side of authority are we living on. So go ahead and take a shot, man. I, I got you. I got faith in you. You got this, right? Trayvon is awesome. These, these guys are athletes, prime. Man, their bodies are still... Oh! There's no slab. There's no flab. Look at that. See? I love basketball because in the Bible, there are 12 tribes, right? 12 tribes of Israel. And there's 12 disciples, right? Guess how many spots are on a basketball team? 12. It is so holy game. Of course it's holy because the goal has a hole in it. You cannot argue with this stuff with me. I've got facts basing up. And there's 12 players on the team. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse number 2 says what? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. God is what? The author of authority in our lives. All of us are under authority, and yet some of us have authority issues. Yeah. God is the owner. Your parents, your boss, your spouse, your teachers, all these people, doctors, lawyers, supervisors, pastors, presidents, governors, and in your life you have to decide, am I going to live under authority and have an upside, or live above authority and have a downside? We have to choose these things. There's no... Uh, this week I was watching the Kobe Bryant memorial, you know, and Shaq got up to talk. And he said there was a time in the sport, I know this has never happened, where you had one person on the team that would not pass the ball. Well, everybody on the team was saying, hey, Shaq, you need to talk to Kobe Bryant because he's not passing the ball. Shaq said, okay, I'll talk to him. <laughs> So he said, I went and talked to Kobe and said, hey, Kobe, man, you need to learn how to pass the ball. There's no I in team. And he said, Kobe told him, no, there's not an I in team, but there is an M-E. <laughs> uh, so guess what? He had trouble with authority. He had trouble passing. He had trouble believing and giving assist. And so today, let's give these guys an assist. Watch this. See, I'm out here, and I'm not used to doing this because when I played, I, I shot, but I give an assist right there. He does it. Boom. Why? Greater chance of success. Greater chance of success when you let somebody else help you reach your goals and don't try to do it all on your own. Let me try and do it on my own. I, I, I got to miss this one on purpose or my point is pointless, okay? So I got to miss this so it can't go in. All right, here we go. 
Because uh, we, we've got 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 15, 23 says this. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as the iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. Authority issues. Rebellion, witchcraft, that's the way God looks at this thing. We are all under authority. And these guys, you had coaches, right? Did you always uh, agree with the coach? Let me have the ball, man. You're just a ball hog. No, I was just, uh... no, I was the ball hog when I played. And so, uh, coaches, authority. A lot of us have authority issues. I did not always agree with the coach, but I always did what the coach said. Why? Because he's the coach, and I am not. James chapter 4, verse 7 says this. It says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will do what? Flee from you. I've had people tell me, it's my way or the highway. We all need to learn how to submit. Wrong. I've had people tell me, well, when I respect authority, then I will submit to authority. Wrong. You do not have to respect authority to submit to authority. Because authority is authority. God is the author and the author of authority. We submit to him whether we respect him. We submit to our parents. We submit to our, right? Because if you want to live long, the Bible says, hey, this is how you do it. We, we've got a lot of things. The coach saw a lot of potential in me. I just saw a lot of, I want to play. <laughs> he saw how he had to refine my skills. I did not like the process of refining. That is a rough process. For the first month, for the first month, this we never saw. Because there was a whole bunch of guys wanting to be on the team, and guess what the coach did? He was taking us through process of getting the rough off, and all we did was R-U-N. Did you ever do much of that in practice? Run, run, run. We never saw the basketball, and we're like, I don't want to just run. I want to play, man. I want to get a ball. I want to I play, and I want to do a jump shot and make this thing and shoot. That's what I want to do. I don't want to run. But the coach was like, there's a whole bunch of guys. We got 12 spots. I don't. Some of these guys are not going to make the cut. So he did what? Put us through the rough process. And guess what? One by one, start dropping. We'd have 30, 40 guys show up. We got 12 spots. By the time we got to 12 spots, there was maybe 15 left. They're quitters. They can't take it. They can't handle the... And I've seen a lot of people in church. I've seen a lot of Christians. Whenever God's trying to refine them, you know God is the refiner, right? He is the one who takes us who are just in the rough stage and he's the refiner and he consumes us with a fire and burns off all the stuff that should... He sees something beautiful in every one of us. But it's a process and I didn't like the rules. Sometimes. But the coach had the final say, and I found that every area in life has rules. Why? For protection and perfection. God wants to protect you, and God wants to perfect you. Basketball is fun when you play by the rules. No matter what they are, skins, shirts, I'm being shirts, don't panic. <laughs> They're not going to take theirs off either. I'm just, but we got to play by the rules. Whatever we decide on. You know, and if all of a sudden I'm playing and Trayvon comes up and man knocks me for a loop, all I'm going to do, I'm not going to whine and complain about it. I'm just going to go, oh, that's how we're going to play. <laughs> so the next time he comes in, boom, I'm going to lay what I got on him and see what happens. But if we're going to be like touchy, touchy, and then he's going to go, he found me, then I know not to. 
Because you've got to sometimes play however life deals it to you. And sometimes life is pretty easy, right? And then sometimes the process is hard. And we have to decide whether we accept or reject. And sometimes it means we've got to change. I adapted to the rules of the game. And there's a lot of ways that you can adapt. A lot of things you can do. See, those guys were ready for me to miss. Then I had nothing to do because nothing but net. Yeah. Protection and perfection. There's a thing called um, the Ten Commandments. Ever heard of those? They're there to protect you and to perfect you. Because you know what happens when you break the Ten Commandments? Bedlam. Bedlam, chaos. You know what happens to your kids? You know what happens to your marriage when you commit adultery? Bedlam. You know what happens when you steal, kill, lie, all those things? Bedlam happens in your life and the people's lives around you. And so we got to understand, the reason they are there? Perfection. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, that's what people say all the time. Bro, how you... See, I believe God helps me. Sometimes you get a lucky bounce in life. Sometimes things you, you know, all of a sudden, boom, you, hey, that was good. How'd that happen? I believe God, man. God is on my side. Yeah, well, are you my adversary? No. Nope. Are you on my team? All right. You see, the Ten Commandments are there to help us. The coach's job is to do one thing, recruit, 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 recruit. He's picking players that obey the rules. He doesn't want a player that's rebellious. Let's just say... Uh, Kobe's rebellious. I'm trying to coach him. He's like, I ain't going to listen to you, man. I don't like you. I don't respect you. I'm not going to do anything you do. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you got one player on the team. He's on the team, right? He's got one player on the team that's not playing as a team member. Every team person has a place they're supposed to be, right? You run plays. And you run them and run them and run them until you don't have to think. The coach calls out red 12 or whatever it is. And you know, run that play. Here's my position. Here's my role. I'm supposed to be over here. Then I pass it to him, act like I go up. He does what? Lay up. That's a play. Now, if I'm coming down through here with red 12 and I'm dribbling and I pass it and he is not there, it just goes out of bounds. What happened, man? I thought you were on my team. Because, you see, we've got to understand the fun... Duh, mentals. Life is fun. And sometimes we got to get the mental place right. Sometimes our mentality gets all messed up. We got to have the fun part of the game. Team, together, experiencing a ministry. Team, team. I learned this early in life, and I found out it is so biblical. Everything that God talks about is team oriented. We all do this. Together, we are to be equipped. And who does the equipping? The pastor equips the church to do what? The ministry. The coach does not, someone, does not want somebody to take the ball and hold on to it and say, you know what, man? You don't play it my way. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Yeah. I'm going to hurt the team. I'm going, to, I'm going to sabotage the team. I don't, I don't worry about the boundaries. I, I want to play like this. I don't play how I want to play. I, I don't care about the boundaries, man. I'm just going to dribble out here. And, and I don't want anybody to call me about boundaries. And I'm, going to, and I'm going to double dribble. And I'm going to... Sweet pastor just palmed the ball. Carry it. I'm just going to do it. Well, I don't care, man. I'm not going to... Get away from me, man. I don't want to pass. I want to do it my way. And we play the blame game. Where were you? You're, you're, the reason for the, you're the reason for the problem. You're the reason for the problem. Every, come on. 
Where's the team aspect? We play the blame game. And blame is lame. We blame so many people and that becomes the lame part. The problem is not him. The problem is me. Why? Because I'm not playing according to the fundamental. My mental mind is not doing right. So we got to quit the mentality. We got to give up. And that's what a lot of people do. Now I'm just going to quit. It's rough. Here you go. Because if you make it, take it. If I make it, I take it. And I got the role, man. I got help today. That's how we play the game of life. A lot of people have a rough spot. I quit. I'm going to take my ball and go home. I'm going to try to hurt the church. I'm going to try to hurt the team. I don't have to deal with authority. I, don't want, I want to play at my, you know, wow, what a powerful time of worship, right? Oh, my goodness, man, I just felt the power of God hit. Thank God. So how can we live and how can we win in this game of life? How do we do it? We work together. Here's the main thing. You guys play defense on me. Okay, you ready? Yeah, both of y'all. Come on now. Go. Kind of getting up in my space here. Yeah, I, got yeah, a, let's go. I got a bubble. I got a bubble. But yeah, y'all got it. Oh man, I missed. You know what? You know what the fundamental thing they did wrong? Hands down. Man, if I if we were on defense. Yeah. <laughs> if we were on defense ever and our hands were down, I got to tell you, the coach is coming almost out on the court. Now, I got to tell you, coaching has changed. Because when I was playing ball, they'd come out on the court and grab you by the shirt and get, hands down, you sit down, boy. Because hands down meant man down. Anytime your hands were down on defense, man, the, the offensive guy can take and shoot. Boom. Hands down, man down. I have found that in defense, our coach was always hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. No matter. You had to, you had to shuffle. You had to slough. He called it. Hands up, hands up, hands up. Because when your hands are up, your team's up. When your hands are down, man down. Think about it. And listen, that's when you're on what? Defense. I have found when we are on the defense, when the enemy is attacking us, you know what I find with most Christians? Hands down. How's it going, man? I'll tell you what, Pastor, man. The enemy's really been on me. Tell you what, man. He's got a good... He, he's attacking me here and attacking me there. And, and uh, here you go. Here. Won't you be on offense? You be his partner. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, man, I tell you what. It's a, it's a hard thing. And so when you come out on defense, man, your, your hands are up. And you go wherever the ball goes. Hands up. Hands up. Yeah. Make it hard. Make it hard. The enemy does not play by the rules. And we're trying to play by the rules and the enemy doesn't play by the rules. He will foul you hard. He will hurt you and laugh in your face. We had this guy who's a pretty big dude. He could block pretty good. But when he blocked you, most time you fell down, go ahead and fall down. I just blocked you. He'd block him and fall down. He'd go, don't bring that junk back in this house. That's too weak, man. You don't bring that in my house. Because he was letting him know, when you come in here next time, it's going to be worse. And guess what he would do the next time he comes in driving in for a layup and he sees that guy standing there. I don't want to get hurt because pain is real. 
pain is real. And so we have to understand the enemy is going to hurt you. And he will stand over you in a posture and tell you you're worthless. Don't bring that weak stuff again. And you have to get up and do what? Okay, I ain't bringing it weak next time. Next time you're going to find out just what I'm made of. That's what a winner does. He doesn't quit, doesn't get intimidated, but he says, oh, you want me to bring it? I'll bring it. Now, I got to tell you, when I was on the team, I didn't do anything inside 10 feet. That was not my role. My role was way out here. They passed me the ball, I shot, and started running the other way. <laughs> because these are the guys that get the rebound and put it back in. So my job was not to rebound. So in my rebound stat, zero. I had some assist, very few. But my job was to shoot the ball. Oh, man. So they would have a lot of rebounds. <laughs> then I just put it in like that. Because everybody has a role on the team. And when you don't show up, man down. When you don't play hard, when you want to quit because it's a rough process, whenever you're on defense and the enemy's coming against you and your hands are down, guess what? He wins. You got to get your hands up. You got to sign on the dotted line. You got to ask yourself, am I ready to be on the team today? Do I want to be on God's team? I was talking to somebody just this week and the other, the other team they were playing had this pre-game pre drill and it was an intimidating drill. They, they just tipped past it back and forth in front of the rim on both sides and the last person comes in, grabs it and dunks it behind their head and the other team's down here going, oh my Lord, we can do nothing like that. And so before the game even started, they were defeated just by the pre-game warm-up. Yeah. It wasn't even in the game yet. And you know what coach told me? Anybody can warm up. Anybody can do the pre-game pre drills, but not everybody can play it in the game. These two guys can bring it in the game. I've watched them play basketball, football, both of them. They bring it in the game. They're not just good at warming up. They're not just good whenever it's just their team. They're good when they have an adversary. And sometimes it's easy to warm up in the church service. We all huddle up together. Hey, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We cheer each other on. Yeah, let's make it. Let's make it. Let's make it. We love God. He's our, he's our owner. Hallelujah. We're under his authority. Praise God. Praise God. And then the huddle breaks. You leave church. Boom. You're in the game now. It's rough. You got a real adversary. You got somebody else who's wanting to take you out. You got somebody who says, you, you sign on the dotted line? Let me show you how much that's going to cost you. But then you got to also remember, hey, when I am on the defense, when the enemy's coming against me, the Bible says that God will lift up a standard of holiness against him. The Bible says that in the midst of my problems, in the midst of my stress, in the midst of the enemy coming against me, what am I supposed to do? Praise him hands up. The Bible talks about Moses and a fight that was going on and as long as he had his hands up, they won. But when his hands got tired and came down, they lost. So two men come along beside him and they said, hey, we're going to give you an assist. Come on either side. We didn't practice any of this, okay? But they, they held his arms up, home arms up, and they won. 
When I cannot do it by myself, i got a team with me. I've got somebody that says, hey, wait a minute, I'm not doing good right now. I can't make it by myself. I need somebody to pray with me. I need somebody to pray for me. I need somebody to lift my hands up. I need somebody to help me out because I want to win this thing and you want to win this thing. And we're going to do it how? We're going to do it by helping each other out and giving each other. Come on, give God praise. Stand up this morning. Give these two guys a big round of applause. God bless you. Thank you, guys. Okay, you leave now. You're done. We're going to go. Stand up. Anybody here today say, hey, I'm not on God's team. I walked in here today and I was just looking around and going, hey, man, what's all this worship? Message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.